You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good morning. Happy Monday. Great to be starting your week on a Monday because that's the day you start your week. Unless you yeah. think it's a Sunday. Unless you're a Sunday person. To be honest though, who actually starts their week on a Sunday? Good question. Not me. Because you have a lazy Sunday, yeah? That's what I thought, too. You want to set the tone early, guys. Monday morning, up and about. Lazy Sunday, productive Monday. That's the way we go. That's how we, you know, start the week. (laughs) Or do what I just did and smack your head against the window. Well, if if that didn't wake you up, I reckon our brekkie banger will. It's five minutes past seven. Good morning to you. This is Purple Disco Machine's latest with Sophie and the Giants. It's called Hypnotise. Hopefully you're not that this morning. Ten minutes past seven usually means that we catch up on our very eventful weekends. Did I hear a sense of sarcasm from you just then? I don't know what... Eventful weekends. Sarcasm is not in my dictionary. I don't know what it is. Can you tell me? Look, you know, we never use it on this show. But hey, Bianca, how was your weekend? Please tell me it was as exciting as always in isolation. Actually, you know what I did do? What? You know how I... Do this thing where I just watch movies, Here we go. TV shows. I watched another one. Yep. But I want to leave that for a little bit later on. Not another movie review. Yeah, another one. But there's there's a reason why I want to bring it up. I'll let you know about okay. it a little bit later on. I rate that three popcorns out of five. Thank you. But what else did you get up to besides watching movies? I went computer hunting online. Ah, yes. Yeah. I'm kind of in the market for a new all-in-one desktop. All-in-one? Yeah, you know the these that you growing up we were so used to having that box and then we had the other box which was the screen. Mm. Now they're just all in one. Ah. My old man has one and it's really good and I'm kind of overusing my laptop for everything. I just want something to be there that I can turn on and it goes ding. Fair enough. Yeah. So that was my weekend in a nutshell. How about <laughs> you? Eventful. Yeah, I also had pretty similar vibes on my weekend. I What did I do? I caught up with some friends of mine on video chat because that's the only way you can see your friends these days. Yeah. And I tell you what, like we have a relatively big friendship group and we had, I think, normally there's 15 of us and I think we had nine on the chat. Solid. It's so hard to have proper conversations though. It's like having the Brady Bunch in front of you. Yeah. And everyone talking at once. But no, it was so good to catch up with everybody. I just decided to ditch my mates this weekend. Oh. I wasn't really feeling it with the Zoom chat. I was just like, nah, I'm having, I've had a long week at work, working five days a week and the 10 to 6 most days. It's just like, nah, nah. Oh, well, I'm sorry if they're listening. Good morning to you. Well, they just... See, the thing is, we had our close-knit group, and then it sort of expanded, and there's all these other people in it now, and I just... I feel a little uncomfortable with so many people sometimes. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Tiff. I just heard that. <laughs> Good to see Bianco's mentally ready for the week ahead. So that's my weekend. You know what else I did on the what weekend, What else though? did you do? I caught up on The Bachelor, finally. Oh. It's going to be a great season. And you know what I also did? I tried a new beauty tip over the weekend. A foot wow. mask. A foot mask? Mm-hmm. It's a right. face mask for your feet. And ah. Let's just say my ugly former dancer feet are feeling great this morning. Well... Highly recommend, guys. At least you didn't have to put up with the sign of charcoal faces in your household like I did. May or face may mask. Not. Let's yeah. just make that clear. Well, yeah, that's it. But I'd never seen anything like it in my life. This is Tame Impala's new song. Is it true? Snails. They are slow, but they are effective. And they're working their magic right around Bayside. I noticed I've never seen so many snails 
strolling around the place in the absence of humans, just on our footpaths, in our backyards, in our front yards. Yes. I don't remember the last time I even saw a snail. Oh, well, you have to come to my place. I know you can't at the moment, but I reckon I'm going to have to get on a Skype call with you and just show you how many snails are in my front yard at the moment. Hmm. I don't know what it is. It's not like we have anything that's attracting them, I don't think. Bianco, I don't know how many times I've got to tell you, you can't have gatherings at the moment. Even if it's with your snail friends, it's just not on. Look. Are they social distanced at least? They don't call me slimy for no reason. (laughs) Just, you know, I've been slow for a while in life sometimes. I just, you know, take a pretty cool, calm, collected, slow approach. There's nothing wrong with that. So maybe I resonate with these snails. I know, it's it's intense snail talk at 17 past 7 on a Monday morning, but I'm seriously convinced they are thriving with this weather and the conditions outside right now. Yeah, look, I mean, the thing is, the footpath is basically all theirs now. Good for you, snails. I I just was staggered. I'm still confused about snails and slugs. And again, I'm sorry if you're eating your breakfast, but are slugs just shellless snails? Is that like... A known fact, or is that just something so. someone told me? No, I think you're right there. Okay. If a snail uses snail, snail, yeah. If it loses its shell, then it's no longer a snail, it's a slug. Well, at least, have you seen any slugs at your house? No. Oh, so they're a well-dressed group then? Well, yeah, I just was staggered. I've literally never seen so many snails in my life around the traps. Oh. Like, it started from, my as I started walking home, as I got close to home, I started seeing them on the footpath. I'm like, oh, that's weird, a couple of snails. Fair enough. It's probably their season right now, right about now. If you are a snail expert, just for the record, if you're out there and you're listening to Southern FM and you have a lot of experience with snails or any sort of insects, creatures out there, if you're just a creature-phobe, I don't know, you love creatures, you get around them. If you love snails, if you're a snail enthusiast even. Bianca wants to start a fan group. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, you do. I'm just, I'm, I'm not concerned but I've seen these snails and I'm like, well, it's an opportune time for them to come out of the woods. Have you got a favourite snail? Larry. <laughs> Larry the snail. That's what I named one of them. Oh, after my dad. No, after Larry the snail of SpongeBob. Pretty sure that's what his name is, isn't it? Larry? Isn't it Gary? Oh, I thought it was Larry. Oh, well. 0404 <laughs> 736 Um, If you want to join Bianco's Snail Club or, you know... Start an intervention, which is, I think, what I need to do. How am I going? <laughs> Snails. No, but seriously, I'm. If if you, if I'm not the only one, if you have noticed this as well, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's noticed this. We have had an influx of snails around Bayside and Greater Bayside. They are everywhere and they are thriving at the footpaths that are empty. They're just making it theirs because for once in their life, they're not going to get stood on. Yeah. So they're they're just loving it. Good on you, snails. You know, you do you, snails, and you certainly are doing you. And I'd love to hear, if you are a snail expert, if you love snails, if you're, you know, embracing the fact they're everywhere, maybe you're going on your hour of fitness and you're noticing it too, before 8 o'clock at night, because that's what you can do during, you know, non-curfew periods, get your hour of exercise. If you've noticed it, I'd love to hear from you this morning. 0404 736 surely... I'm not the only one that's noticed snails everywhere around the area. If you come into the show next week with a binder of all your snails and like fun facts about snails, that's when the show ends. I'm cooking some for breakfast for you next week. Hey, Bianca, I was reading the other day. Shocker, I know. You were reading. I was reading. Wow. A very interesting article from America of 
prisoners who recently got released from jail and they were talking about how different the world was from before they went into prison to when they came out okay. and the weird things that have changed during that time. And I just thought it was very interesting. Right. So some people were talking about how they went to prison when they were um, in 2003. Okay. And the biggest shock to them, considering 2003, what was happening then? First season of Australian Idol. Yep. Go the Fro. Like, mm. a lot of stuff going on. Yep. The biggest shock to them was how much more expensive fast food was. Really? Of all the things in the world, that was the thing that of stood out. Of all the out. things. And over in America, it's quite cheap, mm-hmm. really. Another person was in for 10 years and tweeted, just got out. Weirdest thing was seeing all these damn scooters laying around. You know those Razor scooters? Apparently, they've got had like a resurgence. Okay. Everyone's into that. Right. Um, people are saying how expensive everything is. Someone went away for 30 plus years and was amazed that when they came out, how everything was dependent on a smartphone. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be foreign for a lot of mm-hmm. them if they'd been behind bars for 20 plus years. Yeah. Because we've only had smartphones for about 20 years. Yeah. yeah. But like the development of smartphones to what they are now. Yeah. But it just got me thinking, like, what would be the weirdest thing in like society today? If you were to walk out and someone told you, oh, this, like, I mean, the pandemic, I think that'd be pretty across that. Yeah, but I think that would be pretty weird for them. Yeah, like walking out and physically seeing it, you know? Yeah. What else would be weird? Probably that Trump was president, but they'd find out about that while they were in jail. Like, it's not like you don't know who's leading the country when you're in a confined area, space, prison, Mm. basically, jail. You find out news. You do find out news. That's about it. Yeah. yeah, but it was just—I just thought it was very interesting. I wonder how they'd react to an all-in-one desktop. I still don't understand what you mean by that. So all-in-one is when the hard drive is included in the actual screen with everything. Ah, so okay. it's like, so you know how we've got our screens in the studios yeah. that we look at, right? And then there's the hard drive that's underneath the desk. Yes. Right. Oh, it's all Combine together. It all together. Yes. Nice. It's like a Mac. Max, how they're produced, mm-hmm. they have everything inside. Well, yep. a lot of the time, anyway, it's inside. And others, other models, there's outside objects, which is the hard drive. I don't know. I'm not a Mac user, personally, myself. Nothing against it. Whatever your preference is, that's fine. Well, there you go. Only one computer. Just, uh, imagine that. Imagine they'd have to get used to how they are these days. They wouldn't know what Ooh, Windows yeah. 10 looks like or Mac operating systems look like. Mm-hmm. They'd just be so used to 95, Windows 95. Or oh, what a time that was. Windows me or whatever. Well, I know someone who was in prison for five years. You, you actually personally know somebody? Uh-huh. Wow. And she said that when she was released, that the biggest thing for her was fashion was so different. Okay. Because when she went in, like, she had a certain look, and then when she came out, Dunskies. Had to get a whole new wardrobe. I, I, I don't know how to feel about the fact that you know somebody that was in prison I for five years. I think you might too, actually. Know somebody that was in prison yeah. for, for five years? Yeah. Do I know the same person? I think so. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was a teacher. Really? Yeah. My first day at uni, I'll never forget this, I got in an elevator Oh, she taught it. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was my first shoot ever at uni. 
And she got in the lift with me, turned around and said, are you in my class? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, are you taking such and such? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, good. Watch the project tonight. I'm on it. Walked off. I missed it. Next class, I got there and everyone was like a little bit on edge, like really like freaked out. And I just like strolled in because I didn't know what was going on. And someone was like, did you watch the project? And I was like, what are you talking about? And yeah, it's her telling her story. The show Wentworth is actually based on her experiences. It was her showing It actually off, is. It was her showing off her bracelet. Billie Eilish's new song, My Future. Wow. Imagine what... Really? But Jack has one job, which oh. is to open and shut our doors. And the timing, my friend. What the... You're about an eighth count out. I was just about to start dance. something and then I hear that. That's a great way to start, isn't it? Oh, that was just my brain checking out, actually. But anyway, I continue. thought that was you studying your head on the window again, like you did before we even started the show this morning. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not used to um, windows being on such an angle like they are at 88.3. Iconic, but also painful if you hit your head against them. So, window cleanup, probably not the job you should go for. No. Especially not on those high-rise buildings. <laughs> I would not trust you in doing that. Hey. Be like Miley Cyrus on her wrecking oh, ball. Don't get, please don't get me started on her. Do not get me started on her. Okay. I'm just sick of the latest developments in relation to her. She loves Australians to the point where she can't choose what Aussie she wants to go for. And then she dumps them, uh, dumps all of us and just... Did Miley Cyrus dump you as well? No. She may as well have, though. You got an achy, breaky heart? Yeah, that's all right, it. I'm going to let you go. Mm, go on. Mm, midnight. What? What's it called? Midnight I'm, Sky. It's so good. Midnight Sky. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll get to that a little bit later on. But I'm irritated, not just because of what just happened, but I feel like we've dropped the ball with our spelling, Kapow. Oh, my goodness. In general, we've dropped the ball. I Okay, uh, not many things in this life really bug me, but if you are spelling things wrong, if you're using the wrong your or you're putting a comma where there shouldn't be a comma, there, I'm not happy. There, there, mm. there. Said the same way, but spelt different ways. Yeah, no. So st- I don't know about you, but the one common spelling mistake I see is definitely. Oh, defiantly? Defiantly. Stop. What? Please. What is going on there? See, okay. I'm in the mindset where in the year 2020, sure, things aren't ideal. Yeah. However, spell check is thriving. There's no excuse anymore. But spell check doesn't get it right. I, don't, I disable spell check because I back my own spelling in over the spell check. Okay, that's concerning. No, I do. I, I, I'm not trying to brag about this, but in my earlier years, I did go to a private school and I feel like what they do is they jam spelling down your throat. Oh, every school does. Did you do those um, windows, no, no, no. spelling no, windows? No, particularly private schools. They jam spelling down your throat. The particular primary school I went to, which I was privileged and grateful to go to, my spelling has been great because of that. Mm. And I'm very thankful for that. But I'm the first person to criticize a spelling mistake when I see one, oh. particularly through Messenger. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like it literally sends shivers down my spine when I see a spelling mistake that's such an obvious one. Yeah, see, on like Messenger and like more casual sort of apps, I'll let it go a little bit more. But if I get an email, particularly a work email, and there's something off, oh. no. Nah. You've got me offside. I actually proofread my old man's emails when he sends really? when he when Dad has to send a serious email out to his work colleagues yeah. about something. 
He'll say, look, I need to send this email. Like, can you just can you proofread it for me? I like that. A second you, opinion. I've had an absolute... I'll never forget this. It's burned into the back of my mind and someone brought it up recently. Yeah. I... In, you know when you're in, like, you get on social media, particularly Facebook, which mm. you've been on for, what, like 10 years or something? Yeah, of course. And you're friends with all your primary school friends. Mm. I will never forget. I wasn't, like, a big status writer, like, sure. back in the day. Yeah. But one time, one time, I didn't put a full stop at the end of my sentence because who puts a full stop on Facebook? Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to get too heated about it. It's in the past. Well, you seem like you are. One guy was so particular about grammar... He posted on my wall saying, your grammar is atrocious, I'm unfriending you, bye. But forgetting to put a full stop at the end of my sentence. And I feel like that's too far because it actually was like giving him physical pain that I didn't put a full stop at the end of my status. Look, as youngsters getting on social media at an early age, of course we didn't use the correct spelling. Or if you did, you were ahead of your time, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I get a lot of on this day's. And when oh, I, look I don't. At, when I look at these on this day, it's how cool am I and cool spelt like, you know, K-O-L-L. I was so reckless with my spelling oh, on social media. It's, it's so bad. It's cringy. But yeah, I feel like if we all just up our game a bit, but you know why? It's because people aren't reading anymore, well, Bianco. That, no, people are reading. But the thing I'm most concerned about is if I read an article online from any publication oh, yep. and then I see sp- easy spelling mistakes, I'm like, hang on. Don't they have two or three people proofread this before they put the final publish on it? Mm-mm. I know in some instances they don't, but if we're not proofreading what we're publishing, if we look at something and we see a there that's supposed to be another there, it's like, wow, I don't know about that, but I've just totally read that the wrong way. Well, there you go, guys. In future, make sure that you structure your sentences well when addressing Bianco in message. Um, how many paragraphs do you prefer in an email? Like look, three? No, I don't get down to the nitty-gritty paragraphs. I'm happy with just one line, if if anything, as long as you do it right. Do it wrong, you might have things to answer for. I'll be asking you questions. I'll be like, right, so you obviously had great spelling Education. People are probably logging into their work emails now, just really overthinking it now, being like, oh gosh, have I used the right there? Or where and were as well. Guys, come on. That's all I'm going to say on it. Let's go to a song. All I can say is their stuff is T-H-E-I-R and over there is T-H-E-R-E. End of story. And if it's... Yeah, anyway, I've had enough of this. Hey, Bianca, I want to know, what is the weirdest thing that you have seen in an unlikely setting? Oh, now, come back to me on that one. It's a big question, but an article came out, and to be honest with you, I think I've made it pretty clear on this show that this would actually be my worst fear. Sure. Um, runaway emu goes on the lamb. Now. <laughs> runaway emu goes on the lamb? Yep. Ooh. It's on the run. Oh, oh okay. Go on. No, not on the lamb. <laughs> I thought you said a runaway emu goes on the lamb. Oh, my gosh. Imagine what sort of baby it would be. <laughs> Is it what did you say, lamb or land? On the lamb. Is it on the run? Right. Anyway, um, so an emu, which, ugh, to start it, I don't want to knock the emu, however. Can run personal- the pants off a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Also a young K-Pow, that's another story. <laughs> An emu did it attack you. It was so bad. Oh, hang on. We've got to hear this story. All right. We'll go. We'll tell the story and then I'll tell you what happened to me. Okay. So, essentially, an emu 
has appeared in an unlikely place, that place being not in Australia, Bianco, it was found just wandering around New Jersey in America. What? So it would have been an ostrich then. It wouldn't have been no, an emu. No, 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 no. It actually was an emu. How is that possible? I thought ostriches were in America and emus that's, were in Australia. That's thing. what everyone's saying. They think the police had to arrest the emu. What's Paul Hogan doing over there? Honestly. <laughs> so pretty much what happened was a lady was just out in her front garden and she sees, let's just put it as it is, the biggest, ugliest bird of all time. <laughs> and... <laughs> Producer Jack's laughing. Um, yeah, this bird is just running around and she's like, that's not an ostrich. What is that? And so anyway, she called the police and said, look, a very scary looking thing is just plowing down my street. What's going on? The police show up and they try to detain said bird. They can't. So they chase the emu for who knows how long, in New Jersey of all places. Do you know why they couldn't catch it, Kapow? Why is that? No, I can't fly, but I'm telling you, I can run the pants of a kangaroo, but I do. He can't fly, but I'm telling you, we can run the pants of a kangaroo. The only thing scarier than an emu is that song. Anyway, <laughs> so eventually it took several police officers. They have arrested said emu. Chucked it in the back of a van, which is an image I don't think is going to go out of my head anytime soon. <laughs> and so when asked, because obviously the press were like, well, how did an Australian huge bird make its way here? And people are saying maybe it was um, from like a ranch. Like, you know how some people in America have, like Tiger King, you know how you've got all the exotic animals? Yeah. They're thinking maybe an emu was put into that category and escaped. Okay. Otherwise... An emu's hatched in New Jersey and it's just running amok. So they don't know what to do with the emu. But it just got me thinking, what's the weird things that you've just seen which shouldn't be there? You know? Well, some would say penguins at the end of St. Kilda Pier, but they're known to be there. Yeah. But it's an unusual place to find penguins. Yeah. I'd much rather see a penguin than an emu. Oh, have you seen those things? Emus? Oh, so what actually, you obviously are tormented by emus. I've never really had an issue with them. I've seen them in, you know, Ugh. wildlife places. Did you have an emu egg cracked on you or something? No, I didn't have an emu egg cracked on me. It's very dark. Um, no, know. what I'm, happened was... I'm just putting it out there. These things could happen. very... Like, it's one of those things, you know when you block something out because it was just so horrific? Sure. So I have had my entire childhood... It's been one of those things where I've had bad incidents with emus and with other birds. It started when a pelican ate my sandwich at the zoo when I was very little. And so obviously didn't like birds. And then my family have done this thing since I was like a kid of trying to get me over my fear of birds by bringing more birds to me. Like, I mean, like, you'd go off on, like, a drive up the mountains and there's lorikeets and they were like, oh, Catherine, you know, here, look, all of a sudden a bird's going to come and eat stuff. Like, let's immerse her with birds. So she gets over and it gets worse. And so anyway, I vaguely remember my auntie, I had a sleepover at my auntie's house and she's like, oh, on the way home, we'll go to, like, this little, like, pop-up zoo thing. And there was an emu there. And um, I went into the enclosure and the emu thought that I had something. I've never been more scared in my life. I think I was like seven and I was trying to keep it cool, but the emu just kept clocking me and like walking behind me. I've also heard stories of someone getting chased by an emu at the zoo that escaped. Like, I'm just, no, I'm not about them. Like birds in general, no, but when they're my height, no. Okay. 
Well, I'm so glad you enlightened us with that story. And just for you, I've got an encore to take us to our next song. <laughs> it's time to get into Monday Motivate, which is a little Monday late, but it's okay. <laughs> Motivate. What have you got for us, Kapow? Okay, so for people who are tuning in for the first time, we've survived the first hour. Typically, you've had your breakfast. Yep. Now it's time to really find your inner zen did you for have, the working week. Did you have Vegemite on your toast this morning? Just a question. Don't start me. I am asking if you looked at the Carl and Catherine so- socials when you woke up this morning. It's just it's offensive to me that you've got two options of Vegemite in your house. Yeah, There's only one and it's Vegemite. But veg- anyway, Vegemite I or Promite in my household. You have your choice. Certainly not a pro, I'm telling you. Um, okay. Anyway, so I pick somebody that I think is particularly motivational. So does Bianco. I reveal who I pick. You've got to guess who Bianco's picked. Well, I'm kind of over it. I'm just going with whatever. Fair enough. Well, today I've decided to go more into the entertainment field. We've done a lot of like really intelligent spiritual leaders and that sort of thing. I just realized I was missing something. <laughs> Today <laughs> makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. I'm, I've chosen Meryl Streep. Ah, nice one. Just been nominated for many, many Emmys for her three seconds that she was in Big Little Lies. And you know what? I think that deserves just, to be motivated. It just occurred to me a minute or so into what we usually do that I was missing something. And it was this. I think you need another coffee, mate. Anyway, let's start. Meryl. The formula of happiness and success is just being actually yourself in the most vivid possible way you can. Now, I appreciate that in that quote they bolded the key point, um, components even. <laughs> wow, it's contagious. Okay, well, let me just take over here. <laughs> things do not happen. Things are made to happen. Oh. It's a good one. Put blinders into those things that conspire to hold you back, especially the ones in your own head. Setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. What makes you different or weird, that's your strength. Be miserable or motivate yourself. Whatever has to be done, it's always your choice. True freedom is understanding that we have a choice in who and what we allow to have power over us. Quality is not an act. It is a habit. Nice. I reckon we do one more each. Yeah. The minute you start caring about what other people think is the moment you stop being yourself. I resonate a lot with this one. Be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. Oh, I like that. I reckon that's the best one I've ever seen. I thought you just found a loophole for treating me terribly. I was saying when possible. But no, it's good. Okay then. That ended on a real sound. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that really gets you guys up and about for your working week. If that doesn't, I'm sure this will because here I am. Kapow. Yes. Have you ever met somebody... Known their name, but never seen them ever again, but wanted to see them again? Ooh. I don't know if I've wanted to see them again. Well, just been curious to, you know, find this person. 
I've had the opposite effect. I'll never forget in high school, we had in our like last year, so year 12, we had somebody in our class who was new and appeared once and then there was like this whole thing that went around because we never saw them again, but they continued to come up on the roll. So when you do like form check in the morning and they'd read someone out, everyone was like, who's that person? But it turns out that they actually were there the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. Just didn't say yes to... um, Different name? No, no, no. Same name. They just didn't... Like when someone said, oh, such and such, they just never replied. And no one noticed because there were so many of us. I remember... Dad brings up a good one. I remember early days in high school when they do the roll check and there were people that decided to not go to the school but were still put into into your homeroom class. Yep. And then they'd call that name out and realize, oh, everybody would say the same thing after we got used to it. It was, no, that person doesn't go here. Doesn't even go here. They don't even go here. Yeah, but on that, the girl that people were like, who's this person? And they used to say, who is such and such? Ended up being ducks of our school. Really? So it works. Yeah. Wow. If if you stay anonymous, it works, apparently. They kept that quiet. They ended up ducks. That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Shows that you can achieve anything, really, yeah. if you apply yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember during high school, we had a, a guy who went by his Chinese name in the role. So it was Zeewee. But we, he, every time it was called out, he would say, it's David. Yep. There's always one of those people in high school. They have their traditional name that they were given at birth, but they've changed it to something else. Yeah. So instead of being called Zeewee, it's David. And they made sure that you knew it was that name and not the birth name. But see, that's the thing. I don't think we give teachers enough credit because reading the role, particularly for the first time, yeah. considering the names that people have oh, these days. You hate to be a teacher day one of a new list of yep. kids coming in. It's like, uh, how do I say that? John. Yeah. It's, just, it's John. It's John. Don't ask me. It's John. No, because the only reason I bring this up as far as, you know, if you've ever known somebody by name but not known how they're going in life and whatnot, there was a story of a woman that met a guy and knew his name was Kevin, but that was it, and went scrolling, like spent two years finding this person. She was only 23. Okay. Found this guy and realized that he was already in a relationship with somebody else. Wait, so obviously she's met him. On like a night yeah, out or something. they had a good night out together, you yep. know. It's like when you're on a holiday and you meet somebody and then it doesn't go any further than just, you know. So it, these things happen. Mm-hmm. They do happen. But sometimes you're left thinking, oh, I wonder what that person's up to. You see, that's the good thing. Not that it's a good thing to do, guys. But if, say, for instance, you run into someone who's very persistent and they want your name or your number, the good thing is, and you probably have the same thing, Bianco, because your name can be spelt differently... It opens it up like, I mean, you've only got four letters. My name, however, they'll be like, what's your name? And I'll say, oh, it's Catherine, and then just like shoot off. Yeah. And then you can see them trying to search you. Oh, yeah. They'll see, never know. With me, it's pretty straightforward. It's either a C or a K. If you yeah. spell Carl any different, I'd love to know. But still, there's a lot of Carls. How do they know it's Bianco? Well, because he just said my name. <laughs> Thanks. Gave, give it away. I We met when I was over in Europe last year, because of course I went to Europe. What? Yes. And when I was there, we met this lovely couple from America, older couple. They were celebrating their wedding anniversary. They were sort of like Italian-Americans, you know, picture like that Italian-American family that you'd see in like a television series in America. That was kind of like what the vibe that they gave off. Mm -hmm. They were very lovely people. And we got to know them because, you know, you go on tours and stuff like that. And 
anyway, I wonder how they're going often. Just, you know, how they're do- coping. Aww. Just, I can't even remember their names, but they were a lovely couple, you know, Italian-Americans. I feel like it was kind of like they were part of our family during the cruise a little bit. No relation to us whatsoever. Just the nice people. Aw. Well, we wish them well. I hope they are well, especially over in America because, you know, America's a little bit more complicated than us at the moment. Yeah, it's all happening. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go. I'd love to know, though, if you've ever met somebody, gotten to know their name and just just thought about it. Not their story. Well, you might have got to know their story, but you just have never, ever seen them again. But you always can't help but wonder, you know. Yeah. I've got another story, but I won't tell it now. There's just so many that come to mind. I've just got so many people that I've met over the years that I just, you know, often think about. How are you? Hope you're well. I heard a story during the week mm. from my mother oh. about something that happened to a friend of hers, and I can't stop thinking about it. It is just hilarious. Now, obviously, I don't think this would be targeted at you. No offense. However, there's been a lot of ads on socials at the moment about a mermaid curling wand. So I don't think you would have seen it. A curling wand? Yes. So pretty much the way it works, it's like a hair straightener and a curler in one. It's like a three-prong tool and it's heat, obviously. And you put it through your hair and it's meant to give you like a really tight like beach wave. So they say it's the mermaid wand. Okay. Now, my mum was telling me that her friend messaged her and said, Jan... Disaster. Absolute disaster. She has naturally white hair, so she stopped dyeing her hair, so she's got white hair. And her daughter, who is in her, like, 40s, bought one of these devices. Right. And she want, she did her hair and it looked amazing. And so her daughter says to her mum, hey, do you want me to do your hair? And so the mum goes, yeah, I'd like to have a little wave. I think it would look really cute. Now, Bear, remember the fact that she's got white hair. Let's just say she started one side of her head, beautiful mermaid waves. She looked oh, like, oh, it was amazing. It how like awesome. Ariel from Little Mermaid. Then her daughter yeah. got a bit experimental on the other side of her oh. hair, <laughs> left um, the mermaid tool in her hair for a little long. And so now this poor lady has got yellow burns in her white hair. <sighs> Because the mermaid tool, she mermaided a little too long. And now she's like her whole side of her hair, she's got like zebra stripes of yellow and white in her hair because her daughter burned her hair. That sounds as bad as just putting bleach in your hair. Mm -hmm. So now she has to like strategically tie her hair up so people don't realize. Because obviously she doesn't dye her hair, it's natural. So she's going to have to wait for her hair to grow out or she's going to have to dye her hair like a similar color. And just hope that it goes away. But it just got me thinking that so many people have had instances like that. I've had friends who have put their hair in a hair straightener, left it in for too long, their whole hair's dropped out. Like, you know what I mean? There's just so many things that you don't even think about. Curling your eyelashes, this is a serious thing. If you curl them too hard, you can actually rip all your eyelashes out. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No. I've never even touched my eyelashes. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that you could really rock a cat eye if you wanted to. No, thanks. But, yeah, it's just beauty is literally pain, guys. And just be really careful, particularly if you want to have mermaid locks. Just be really – it's a huge, like, tool and tiny hair. It's just – it's not good. It doesn't sound good. No. would avoid it by all reports. I think, though, at this point in time in life, though, if ever you were going to burn your hair, now's the time. Oh, no, just don't. No, because you're in ISO. Yeah. Everyone's got regrowth in their hair. Like, for me, for instance, I was meant to get my hair cut this week. 
that's not happening. So I'm just going to end up with Rapunzel hair. Yeah, but what if you got to go down to the shops and you got burnt hair? Oh. Yeah, but everyone's sort of got something going on at the moment, you know? You reckon? Yeah, everyone, their eyebrows or there's something, you know? But then again, you've got a mask anyway. No one's going to know it's you. I know. How are people going to be, you know, how, how are people living with themselves at the moment? Particularly women. They can't get their nails done. They can't get long hair appointments done. They must really be struggling right now. Look, I mean, I think we're all in this together. And at the end of the day, it's only like appearance stuff, you know? Like, we'll be fine. But yeah, just be really careful. Use a heat protector on your hair. This is coming from me who doesn't, um, but you really should. You know, my mum, right? Yeah. She's devo because her nails are falling off. Oh, she's got acrylics. Yeah, I think she's got oh, those. Oh, Helen, yeah. And, and she's like, oh, I need nail remover because these are coming off. Yeah. And I'm not going to have two or three where my nail's fully taken off and have some acrylic, acrylic, whatever you want to yeah. call them, looking nails on the other ones. Can I tell you, there is nothing more annoying than when you've had your nails done and then one falls off and then you've got beautiful nails and then just one. So ugly. Yeah. I just, so I, I feel their pain. I can't believe it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's tough times for people, isn't it? Certainly is. Oh well, and you know, <laughs> people are just letting their hair grow out. I'm not allowed to anymore. Why? Work have banned me from growing my hair and growing a beard. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Who do I send the flowers well, to? Well, they haven't exactly banned me, but oh. if I don't have, you know, a shave every Monday, I get asked why I'm looking a bit hairy. I love that. I love your workplace. Just put it that way. That's amazing. Thank you. So I'm making sure I'm nice and pruned on a Monday. All shaved, all clean. Did you say pruned? Yeah, just shaved, you know, all clean. I don't know. Nice and pruned, okay. Nice and clean. We we have our trusty producer on the line, Jack Misson. Good morning to you. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Catherine. How are you, buddy? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. Got a good night's sleep, so I'm happy. Well, that's good because I I feel like you appeared on a particular television show, and I just I want you to have a little listen to this. Of course, they do this little thing. It's a very good question. Who is that? Who is that? Well, let's have a little listen in, shall we? I wonder if you recognise this person, Kapow. And once again, I sincerely apologise for what you're about to listen to. Ladies and... Ladies Yeah, isn't that just brilliant? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell either, but the big reveal at the start, ladies... <laughs> that is your best work, my friend. That is incredible. I want that as my ringtone. You need to send that to me. I couldn't tell. Aside from the fact they said, I'm once again, I apologise for what you're about to listen to. So listen closely. This was the whole mask reveal that was unveiled. Ladies and... What did you make of that, Jack, when you were finally unveiled? Uh, it was good. It was good. So it turns out I am the pilot. Um, but, uh, yeah, it turns, you've got too much time on your hands. <laughs> Not enough, but I, I think that was some of your finest work we've ever seen. But, hey, Jack, can you just tell Bayside and Greater Bayside the spiritual journey that you've been on in the past seven days? Yes, and before I do go into this, Kapow, I'd like to um, formally apologise to you. It's about um, time. For not, trust, for not trusting your judgement. There have been many things that I haven't believed you on, and um, the mask singer is one of them, and I bit the bullet and I watched one episode, and I am now slowly becoming insane and addicted to the thing. So I am addicted to it, and unfortunately for you, I haven't stopped talking about it for the last week. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much to set a bit of context... 
I have been telling our trusty producer, Jack Bianco, for two seasons, we're in our second season now, that he would love this show. And I have been obsessed. A lot of my friends have been obsessed. Like, I feel like if someone was to tap into the inner workings of my mind, that's what that show is. Like, there's just so much going on constantly. And I've been saying to Jack, you need to watch this show. You would love it. And he's like, I would never watch that. It's just so, like, not my style. Rah, 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 rah. And so it got to a point on Tuesday. I was like, you know what? Watch an episode. If you don't like it, fair enough. Like, but I tell you, it'll change your world. And now all of a sudden, Jack, we're talking, you want to do like graphs. You want to find out, <laughs> like, it's become Inspector Gadget over who is behind the masks. And so I just think it's amazing. Does this mean now that everything I say, you're just going to take on board? Look, I wouldn't go that far, Kapow, but it's one of those things where if you haven't seen the masks before, what they do is they send, they play little three or four minute packages with all these cute clues that are really obscure. And so I've now taken it upon myself to actually overanalyze them and figure out who is under the mask. I was literally just watching the... uh, the Hey, hey, I've got to stop you right there. It's not just anybody under the mask, it's you! Ladies and... Ladies and... Ladies and... Ladies and... Mate, that's impressive that you've come oh. on to talk about a show and not only are you talking about it, but you've created your own version of Who would Jack be? What would his character be? I reckon you'd be Goldfish. <laughs> I reckon... Oh, come on. Come off it. <laughs> I reckon he'd be the one that looks like Astro Boy. Oh, the creepy puppet. Yeah, he'd be a creepy puppet. <laughs> Astro Boy. Jack the creepy pu- the puppet. No, you'd be a Jack in a Box. Okay. That'd be amazing. That would be epic, yeah. Oh, Yes! Jack in the Box. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we didn't think of that. I know. So I feel like it's only fair from now on, Jack, you're recapping the show. You're the official observer correspondent. and yep. correspondent yeah, of The Masked Singer. Who do you think is going to win? Who's your favourite? It's too early to call, but I think, oh, look, I, actually, I need to actually go further in. I, I don't think one week is enough time for me to call a, call a winner. Mind you, I was, I was impressed with the kidna, but of course he got re- uh, revealed in the first show, so bit of a setback. Yeah. So, who's the one that's most talked about that you reckon you know, Jack? Oh, I think I know who Sloth is, but the person who I think it is has flat out denied it and said, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not doing that show. I'll never do it." So, I'm really. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. Everything I everything I believe is a lie, and I just. It's it's very difficult for me to figure these things out. I just who knows? I might have all the answers by the end of the show, but I'm not so sure. I don't know. Okay then. Well, um, thanks for joining us, and we'll leave more you. Than welcome. We will leave you with your appearance I don't need to hear it again. on the Masked Singer. Ladies, 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 ladies. TV shows that you've been a fan of for years, mm-hmm. and I'm talking. From start to finish. Yep. Like full t- 10 seasons or f- right over the story. Mm-hmm. There are two long-standing serials on television that I think of. Well, they're just serial TV shows. They've been around for so long that if you don't know about them and you live in Australia, you know, it, it's a shock to a lot of people. Yeah. I'm talking about Neighbours and Home and Away. Yes. Right. And the old story is, I'm pretty sure Neighbours, when it first started, was on Channel 7. 
And then is that right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't if know if that. you look at the history of Neighbours, it started on Channel Seven, and they did a few seasons of it, and they were like, "Oh, I don't think we can do this anymore." Channel Ten took it over, saw Smart. potential, and have kept it for so long. But then Channel Seven were annoyed at the fact that they got rid of a soap like Neighbours, so they created Home and Away to go up against Neighbours, mm. and the two of them are still long-standing TV shows on television. Regardless what channel they're on, they're still there. Yeah, they're constantly moving around of your neighbours. So, One minute they're on 10, the next they're moved over. But yeah. yeah. The only reason I thought about this is because, you know, you see the ads on TV for these respective shows. And there are others as well, but these are the two prime examples you think of of shows that have lasted the test of time and don't seem to have an expiration date on them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I used to know this neighbour. Their ritual was get a nice, cool refreshment. At five thirty every night, and find out what the latest was on Neighbours. Yep. Like credit to you. Like, I don't know how people do it, but people live their lives that way. Yeah, but I always find that with those shows, it's always the most unlikely people you would think would watch it. Yeah. Would be across it. Like my pop back in the day, we used to go around to my grandparents' house for dinner every once in a while, and we'd have dinner at what, like six o'clock. Yeah. He would say, "All right, guys." Good to see you. I'm off to Ramsey Street. Take his dinner in and watch it. And he was like really tall, really broad. Like you would never in a million years think that he loved it. Yeah. And he did. But it's just one of those things like I've got a friend who has watched it both of them, actually, yeah. which you don't normally hear. You don't hear that people are committed to both of them. Yeah, well, I, the thing is, I just don't understand how people can keep up the track with the storyline for the shows because it's, you know, Joanne's connected to Jeff and. They've been connected for so long, but Jeff's died and he's come back again in a new... like With amnesia. Yeah, yeah how do they come up with these storylines? No, see, I am of the belief, Bianco, where I watched Neighbours for a couple of years when I was in my teens. Yeah. And I seriously think if I was to watch an episode now, I'd be able to keep up because it's still relatively similar. Really? You know what I mean? Like, people never seem to move... Like, they either move or they get killed off Ramsey Street. Mm. But, like, there's always the people, like, there's the store and there's the law firm and there's the, isn't it the cocktail bar they have? But it's the same. It's just different people revolving around and a lot of them play the same roles. Like, there'll be, oh, another one of Paul Robinson's kids have shown up. That guy's been busy. Can I just say? He's got a lot of kids. It's like there are two key people of either show. On Neighbours, it's Toadie and on Home and Away, it's Alf. Do you think Toadie's ever thought maybe it's time to move on? No. Same with Alf. Has he had his day? No. I don't think so. But that's the thing too. I feel like if you got rid of those two characters, Gonskis. I think basically you kill off those two characters of both those shows and they're done. Mm. But they should have been done 15 years ago. You don't say that. It's an institution. (laughs) I don't watch it, but still, I know a lot of people would be very upset. But I saw on my socials the other day, and I was like, I think this is a bit much. Yeah. One of my friends was so excited and was tagging other people because they were running three back-to-back episodes of Home and Away because of the footy. It's been messing around the schedule. Mm. Nah. Do you think I fit into that category, having been an avid lover of Dr. Doctor? Because the difference between Dr. Doctor and a neighbour's or a Home and Away, right, is that it's seasonal and it only has a certain amount of episodes. It's not on every night like those other shows. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Do you get sick of it? Like, you know when you get towards the end of a season, yeah. you're like, yeah, it's ending at the right point. Because you never seem to see Home and Away or Neighbours off television. It's just always there. Yeah. Even if they're replaying old episodes, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. It's like, how do they do it? I think they should do, before both of them fold, which I'm not saying they are, they should do a crossover. Oh, and so yeah. the Ramsey people go on a holiday to Summer Bay 
and then the Summer Bay people have to live in Melbourne with no sun, no beach, overcast. I don't see it happening anytime soon, though. Mm. Not in the immediate future. There you go, guys. There's an idea for you. That is a great idea, though. Yeah. You've always been the good ideas person. Thank you. I try. Hey, we should probably wrap up the show because it's almost on five minutes to nine. What have we learnt for today? I've learned a lot of things. Yep. I've learnt that Jack has the voice of an angel and we should really release that as a ringtone. <laughs> that was seriously, that was beautiful. It's some of his best work, quite yeah. frankly. What else have I learned? I've learnt that you will continue to bring up my terror of an emu, no matter how terrified I am. I've learnt that your hatred towards birds is not ending anytime soon. No. I, don't, I still can't understand why you dislike birds so much. But seriously, if you gave me a segment where I just ranted about all the birds and why there's issues with them, like, don't get me started on the cassowary. They are scary. They can seriously kill you from kicking you. No thanks. There's nothing cute about that. Oh, God. Okay, I've also learnt that you love Miley Cyrus. Mm, yeah. New song. It's good. And that's not going to change anytime soon. So I'm glad one of the two of us loves Miley Cyrus. Good oh, on you. Thank you. Um, what else have I learnt? I've also learnt you always oh, bring some great motivational quotes to the thank table. You. Thank, thank you. you thank you, Meryl Streep, sponsored by Meryl Streep. Yep. I've learnt that um, you've made a lot of new friends not over actual, the weekend. Not an actual thing, just FYI. Sponsorship of Meryl Streep doesn't <laughs> exist, just for the record. Yet. Keyword, yet. Um, no, I've learnt that you've made a lot of new friends, Bianco. Have I? Snails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like snails. I'm, and you've learnt that SpongeBob's pet is Gary and not Larry. Why did I think it was Larry? Look, I mean, it's pretty close. I feel like it's probably because you talk too much about your dad. And so the confusions just come in there. Larry, Gary, potato, tomato. It's an easy I believe that's potato, potato. But anyway, that's another thing you've learnt today. Righto. We've got to get out of here, Kapow. Have yourself a wonderful week. Likewise. Bayside, Greater Bayside. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll be back on Friday to drive you home between 4 and 6 p.m. That's it. Don't miss it. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.